This is Sustainable-ish with me, Jen Gale, and it is great to have you here. Listen in each week and I hope I can brighten up your day and leave you feeling inspired and excited about the magnificent human being that you are and the power that you have to create a better world. You won't find any expectations of eco-warrior perfection here. There's no obligatory tree hugging. You won't be judged if you drive a car, wear leather shoes or eat the odd pack of Haribo every now and then. I'll be sharing my own gems of wisdom for sustainable-ish living and I also relentlessly scour the internet for people doing amazing things to tackle the big environmental issues that we're facing and I hound them until they agree to come on and inspire us all with their fabulousness and the positive change that they're making. So sit back, listen in and get ready to change the world one baby step at a time. Hello, hello. Welcome to Sustainable-ish, the podcast that inspires and empowers you to change your impact without having to radically overhaul your life. Now, there's a big focus at the moment on plastic pollution, isn't there? You might just have noticed. Since Blue Planet 2 aired, it feels like it's an issue that has really caught people's attention and it's something that we're all wanting to do something about which is great, but plastic pollution is just one part of the bigger issue of the climate crisis. And actually, I would say that attempting to tackle the amount of single-use plastic we bring home each week after a supermarket shop is right up there in terms of difficulty. We need big changes in the way our supermarkets package our foods and all the infrastructure that supports that. So sometimes, when I'm helping people to take sustainable-ish steps and can see that they're getting frustrated and feel like they're not really making much progress when it comes to plastic in the kitchen, I suggest a little refocus. You see, for a lot less effort, I reckon you can actually have a bigger impact on the climate crisis by tackling food waste. Here are a couple of stats to back up that bold statement. If food waste were a country, it would be the third biggest emitter of greenhouse gases after the USA and China. 50% of all food waste occurs in the home. Let that sink in for a minute. Of all the food that is wasted, right from the farm through to the supermarkets and then on to us, half of that occurs in our homes. It's down to us. So just from those two stats, we can see that if we can reduce or even eliminate food waste in our homes, we can have a massive impact on greenhouse gas emissions. And it's not often that as individuals and families we have the opportunity to have such a direct impact and it's actually a relatively easy thing to do and something that we have complete control over. We don't need to wait for supermarkets to change their ways or for governments to get off their butts and legislate, which is pretty damn awesome, right? Now, I'm sure as listeners to this podcast, you're probably sat there feeling a little bit smug and thinking that you don't waste any food. And if that's true, then I want to give you a massive high five. But I think if we're really honest with ourselves, even the best intentioned amongst us will forget about the odd Tupperware pot of leftovers tucked away at the back of the fridge or a packet of ham or fish that doesn't get eaten in time because plans change. Which is why I was really excited to be approached by Cozo to help promote their food inventory app. It's super easy to use and they're having some amazing results. They found that users have reduced their food waste by between 50 and 70% on average, which is 
pretty mind-blowing, isn't it? So grab a cuppa, sit back, relax and listen in to how your phone can help you fight food waste. Enjoy. Hi, Ivo. Welcome to Sustainable-ish. Hi, Jen. Thanks for inviting me to your podcast. Oh, really exciting. And you're coming to us all the way from Bulgaria today. Yes, I'm currently in Sofia, Bulgaria. It's sunny outside. Brilliant. That was very exciting. And the, I love the power of the internet to allow us to connect so easily. So you are the founder of COZO, which is a food-based app. Is that how you describe it? Uh, we describe it as a food inventory uh, app, uh, but uh, it's actually much more than that. It's kind of the, the shortest way in which we can introduce it. Okay, so tell us a little bit more about it. It's uh, I've been testing it out and uh, I think it's fabulous. It's really helped me to get on top of what's in the cupboards and in the fridge. But if you can tell us a little bit more about it and how it came about, that would be fab. Well, how it started, actually it started as a hobby project of mine. You see, in my family, we were throwing spoiled food all the time mm -hmm. and this was a constant concern. We actually tried everything. Uh, we tried notes, kitchen boards, gadgets, uh, and finally mobile apps. We ended up using three different apps uh, to get some results, which was pretty insane. <laughs> my wife was furious. <laughs> She said, no way. I mean, uh, you have to create an app uh, that will work and uh -huh. we'll use it. I don't want to use those apps anymore. <laughs> so this was actually gave me an idea about the design that would be successful. Okay. So if, have you got a tech background? Absolutely. Uh, my professional choice is software engineering uh, so I had an opportunity to work for some top software companies in past uh, almost 18 years I ended up being a digital uh, oil field engineer at a Dutch company but I left it I left this job in 2016 and started uh, this project um, and I started you know, I'm a 90s, 70s child, <laughs> and I was raised in a time when food was not as abundant and cheap as it is now. Yeah. We lived in a house with a garden, and I remember doing a good deal of farming <laughs> in my childhood. So uh, I guess my attitude towards food is somewhat different than the younger generations. Uh, I, I was really frustrated by uh, how much food is thrown away. I mm -hmm. did a quick research to understand if this is only my concern or there are a lot of people concerned mm. about that. A lot of people trying to, to trans, translate to a more sustainable, more green lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And food waste is actually, it's a big issue on a household scale in terms of the amount of money that it costs us. But in terms of the climate crisis, it's, it's actually one of the big or one of the bigger drivers behind it that we as individuals can do something about, isn't it? Have you found out some sort of interesting facts and stats about food waste? Yes. Uh, those facts, they, they appeared uh, like two years ago uh, and it, they were really shocking. Uh, the, the amount of food wasted in households is much bigger than anyone thought mm. it was actually. The, the latest statistics which are available, publicly available, is that 50% of all losses from the producers from farm 
to consumers actually happens in households. This is 50% of wow. all of it. So we uh, think a lot about food waste as being um, the, uh, the supermarkets or the producers discarding stuff that doesn't sort of reach the, the right standards and things. But actually, from what you're saying, the latest statistics show that 50% of all food waste right from farm all the way through to consumer happens at the consumer level and at the household level. Exactly, exactly. And wow. this is a result of a series of uh, solutions uh, which are implemented for producers, for supermarkets, uh, for, uh, for ev everyone across the whole chain to consumers. What consumers have, they have awareness campaigns, they have these uh, tips and tricks, ideas, uh, but they don't have a tool. Mm -hmm. that would make all, the, all this information, that would turn all this information, all this awareness into a successful set of practices. When you said that you were having issues with food waste at home, what were the kinds of things that you were throwing out? What were the reasons that you were throwing a lot of food out? Mm -hmm. Well, as in any other kitchen, I guess, we were not different. Uh, most of the things that uh, were found spoiled at the back of the fridge yeah. or in some uh, shelf in, in our kitchen drawers. So this is uh, fruits, uh, vegetables, mm -hmm. meat, fish, uh, frozen things that were frozen for God knows <laughs> how much time. <laughs> Really, <laughs> they were just found completely uh, undated yeah. things and uh, most uh, annoyingly uh, cooked food. So uh, we always cook with an idea that, okay, we'll eat like five portions of spaghetti. Mm -hmm. uh, but it turns out that we eat only two or three portions yeah. and the rest is uh, left to spoil, uh, which is a huge waste, not just because we, we have bought the, the ingredients for this meal, but also because someone invested time to cook yeah, this meal, yeah. you know, efforts are invested. So uh, I have to be honest about it. I did it quite uh, without even telling my wife about it. So oh, okay. it was completely under the table happening. Uh, and I believe my daughter, she also did that sort of things. <laughs> oh, so you were sort of sneaking some stuff into the bin so she didn't know that her, all her efforts were going to waste? Everyone is doing it, actually. If, <laughs> if we have to be honest, everyone is sneaking uh, uh, spoiled food into the bin without uh, telling others. Yeah. It's not a topic for, for, uh, for the dinner table. <laughs> <laughs> and so, the result is that uh, everyone thinks that this just doesn't happen. Sure. Everyone thinks that way. Uh, and when they ask and they go and ask households in UK, uh, Two years ago or three years ago, they did this research. They asked them, you know, are you trying food away? Everyone tells, oh, it's just a little. It's just mm -hmm. a little, you know. And they started looking at the garbage bins. What ends up there? And this is how the, the official statistic came to existence. Wow. <laughs> by looking at the garbage bins, not by asking people. Yeah. And I think one of the stats, certainly here in the UK, is that a third of all food that, that we buy ends up being thrown away. And I'd be interested to know if that statistic is similar in Bulgaria as well. Absolutely. Uh, it is uh, true for people living in cities, mostly. Uh, people living uh, in uh, houses outside of the big cities, they usually find other ways of using the food. Mm -hmm. In Bulgaria, it's not forbidden to feed farm animals with uh, food. 
I know that in UK there is a regulation around that. Uh-huh. Uh, so one way or another, people living outside of the cities, they, they find uh, ways to uh, to use the food. Yeah. 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 So obviously food waste and any kind of waste feels like it's an issue that we ought to address. But what are the ways that it's contributing to the climate crisis? Uh, it's uh, it's food. Food is when it is uh, discarded in landfills, uh, it not just goes away. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't stay as plastic for hundreds of years. Yeah. Uh, so it's another type of problem with food. Uh, food decomposes and when uh-huh. this happens, methane, uh-huh. this gas, this gas methane is uh, creates a much bigger uh, a greenhouse effect than CO2. Yeah. It's actually 80 times more greenhouse uh, potent yeah. than CO2. And because of this uh, fact, uh, even small amount of food discarded in the landfills makes uh, a big impact sure. on the global warming. Yeah. Uh, and there's official statistics saying that the the global warming caused by the discarded food is as big as the global warming caused by CO2 emissions of a country the size of um, China, I think. Yeah, I think I've or read that. A little bit less than China, a bit less than China. Okay, not as big as China. That's right. It would be the third biggest emitter, I think, after the USA and China, isn't it, if it was a country? Yeah, yeah. It's a, Shocking statistic. A few people understand what this means, really, because you, you just can't compare an entire country yeah. to discarded food. Uh, but they managed to, to do this comparison yeah. and it really shows the picture. And I think when you also then factor in that statistic that you shared about 50% of that food waste occurring in the household, then it becomes really clear that actually, as individuals and as households, this is something that we can have a really really big impact on just Mm -hmm. by being more on top of the food we've got and making sure that it gets used which is where the app comes in isn't it absolutely absolutely uh and in case of uh, of the app uh, it's uh, as i said it uh, makes it helps you be more successful at uh as a new way of managing the food in your home. And this yeah. new way is actually a combination of many ideas, many tips and tricks. Uh, uh, and the app just makes it uh, first much easier for you to to implement those practices. Secondly, there you are much more successful at implementing those, fact- those practices yeah. because uh, we have to be honest, if we try something and it does not result in an expected result, you know, you just don't get the result. You sure. say, okay, it's not worth the effort. Yeah. No, you just invested some time into doing something. You don't see the result. You give up. You say, okay, it's not worth doing it yeah. anymore. Yeah. And that's what the app does. It makes sure that your investment, time investment, brings real uh, tangible results. Okay. So the idea is that you can literally take an inventory of everything that's in your cupboards in your fridge in your freezer and you just have to do that the once and then you can keep it updated as you're going along and one of the things I've loved about it is the how easy it is to just and quick it is just to add everything in and and I love the barcode scanner because you can just stand there and scan everything and it's on there I love that yes yes Uh, we actually um, this is a bit a lot of people think that this is hard work Mm -hmm. 
this is what happens in professional kitchens. Right. Uh, yeah. Our our system is actually an equivalent of a system that runs in top uh, restaurants. Mm -hmm. This is how they manage their professional kitchen, and they put a lot of work into that. So uh, the biggest challenge that was uh, ahead of us was to bring this same benefit, but with much much less effort for uh, for us for our household mm -hmm. managers, you know, yeah. if you yeah. think. So it might feel a little bit daunting at first, the thought of, you know, going through all your cupboards and all your freezer. How long does it generally take people to do a sort of pretty comprehensive inventory? Uh, well, uh, first we, we created uh, for our first time users. We don't want to, to push them into creating a comprehensive in inventory okay. in the first place. So uh, we, we created something that is rather fun. <laughs> well, when you use that for the first time, you get uh, a flashcard wizard. Yeah. Uh, with 60 products, simple products, and you choose uh, which ones you already have, which ones you plan to buy. Yeah. It really takes two minutes to do that. Uh, the second uh, thing that we created, this our core innovation, is that we constantly monitor your inventory. And when you find something that needs your attention, something that has expired or is about mm -hmm. to expire, we bring this product on your home screen so you don't have to go into the app. Yeah. You, get, you get a notification, you get actions that you can do. Uh, so you can update the product, say it is used up or, uh, or uh, it's not yet expired. Uh, uh -huh. I have a few more days on this product. Uh, finally, uh, your shopping list is very well connected to your inventory. When you cross off items from your shopping list, it updates your inventory automatically. Uh, so uh, I think our inventory is the easiest one, first to create, secondly, to keep updated. Yeah, yeah. And when you're adding stuff, it gives you the option, doesn't it, of um, the use by date or the best before date. So if... If the suggest it makes a suggestion, but if if you think oh I've got a bit more time on that or uh, I uh, I want that to be longer or shorter, you can fiddle with it yourself, can't you? Yes, yes. Uh, this is another innovation that we created. Uh, it takes a lot of effort for you to enter manually uh, expiry dates on mm -hmm. the products. That's the first thing. The second thing is that uh, product expiry dates are not a real indicator yeah. of whether a product has really uh, lost its uh, qualities or it is um, not uh, good for your health to mm -hmm. eat, you know, some sort of health uh, issue may arise. Mm -hmm. uh, and we, we thought, okay, let's build our own shelf life database. We, we paired with a professional chef. We got some commercial databases on food shelf life and created our own database. And when you uh, cross off a product from your shopping list, we estimate an expiry date for this product. Oh, okay. You can overwrite easily this date uh, with the date that is on the label if uh -huh. you want to. Yeah. You know, if you're buying something that's uh, approaching its uh, end, uh, its expiry date, you surely have to, you know, otherwise sure. uh, we will track it um, and we will give you a warning uh, too late. You know? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what we know is that for over 90% of our estimations are good enough, are actually better than the, the printed dates. They're more realistic mm -hmm. for sure. 
Yeah, I, I have to say I tend to largely ignore, well, certainly best before dates and then use by dates. I think it, a lot of it comes down to a bit of common sense, doesn't it? But it smells and looks and tastes okay, then by and large, as long as you're not pregnant or anything like that, it probably is okay. It is, it is actually. What we also do, we um, suggest where you should store the product. So uh, depending on uh, whether you store the product in the fridge, out of the fridge or in the freezer, we'll give you a different shelf life Mm -hmm. estimate. Okay. And so you said that when you buy something, it automatically goes onto your inventory. Can you flip it and use it the other way around so that you can just sit there with with the app open and create a shopping list from that? Yes, uh, on each of your inventory items, you have this button called buy more. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you want to uh, buy more milk, you just go to your inventory, you look at the milk, you tap a button and milk goes to your shopping list. Yeah. And that's one way of doing it. Another way of doing it, if you have some favorite products, you can add them to your favorite list. And from there, you just swipe and you add it to your shopping list. Oh, okay. And it strikes me that it would be quite useful if, you know, I'm at home and I've got to go and get the kids and then we've got after school clubs and all that sort of thing. But I just need some milk and a couple of other things. If I could add them to the shopping list and share that easily with my husband for him to pop in on the way back from work or something, that would be really helpful. So can you have more than one user on the account and share the list between you? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, two months ago, we released a major upgrade of Kozu. Uh, we call it the household account. Mm-hmm. And the household account is a combination of uh, cloud-based services and add-on features. Uh, one of the cloud-based services is actually uh, the ability for you to invite uh, up to 10 people in your uh, causal account Mm -hmm. and all of them will share will synchronize the inventory and the shopping list between you and other users will also facilitate uh, some of the communication that happens around shopping planning yeah Uh, we're just starting on that but our idea is that you'll be able to chat uh, in the context of a, a particular shopping list or even a particular product yeah so each product will carry its uh uh, additional information created by the users. Yeah. Uh, it's currently, you can attach pictures to the products, uh, which is very helpful. In my case, uh, I, I never have to return home and face uh, <laughs> anger because I brought the wrong brand yes. of milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel your pain. I think I do that to my husband. <laughs> Um, we we all been there, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And can it also help us when it comes down to meal planning and, you know, decide, because that's one of the things that I think helps with food waste is having a meal plan for the week and then shopping for that. So can it help us to, to create that meal plan as well? Yes, that's true. There are a lot of articles uh, on net about meal planning. And I think a lot of people consider it as, a, as an ultimate solution. Mm. to wasting less. But uh, our research actually ended up with a very interesting discovery is that uh, meal planning, weekly meal planning or monthly meal planning may actually lead to wasting more. Oh, and do you know why? Yes. (laughs) The reason is that our lifestyle is much more dynamic than it was uh, 10 or 20 years ago. 
and because of that our plans change mm -hmm. a lot even in a in a week uh yes you plan uh, on uh, cooking five portions of spaghetti mm -hmm. on saturday or sunday you know and at the end of the week we discover that just two of them are eaten and yeah. the rest is completely spoiled because plans have changed and people aren't in when you thought they plans have changed people are, are ordering delivery people are going out more people are eating in offices uh, lunch or yeah. uh dinner parties, whatever happens, things happen all the time. So uh, our advice is don't plan more than a day or two ahead. Oh, okay. That's really interesting, and, isn't it? Yeah. When you have uh, this information available with you at all times, exactly what you have in your home, yeah. what you have planned, you don't really have to do this long-term planning. Sure. Yeah, because I guess you can sort of think, oh, God, what am I going to cook for tea tonight if you're at work and and then have a quick flick through, see what's in the fridge without having to physically stand there and open the door. And then you can cobble something together from that or know that you've got to go out and get a few bits on the way home. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we have a special category for cooked uh, meals. So when oh, you cook okay. something, when you cook something, there's always some leftovers. Yeah. Most of the time, I think, there will be leftovers. Mm -hmm. So you just add them to your inventory and everyone knows in your family that there are two portions of spaghetti waiting in the yeah. fri uh, in the fridge. Okay, yeah. so on the second day, if nobody takes action, you can move them to the freezer and say, okay, this, this is going to be for future use, but it won't be wasted because I see that nobody wants to eat spaghetti now. <laughs> yes, yeah. And I think um, we're all, I think, possibly guilty of that. If we put stuff in the, in the fridge and, as you say, stuff gets put in front of it, or sometimes even just putting it in a box that you can't see through to remember what's inside there, mm -hmm. and then it just gets kind of left, as you say, at the back, and then you're like, oh, dear, yeah. It's that um, all you've done is kind of babysit it for a few days before having to <laughs> throw it away rather than throw it away straight away. Yeah, yeah. And what, what happens is that you, you you turn a blind eye. Yeah. You don't look at those boxes. Yes, yes. yes. They just stay stay there and you hope that someone else, someone else eats. will uh, take care of them, you know, yeah. either by eating them or throwing them. You just don't want to know yeah. what is no, going to happen. Yeah, great idea. that you then So you then get a notification that reminds you to stick it in the freezer or nudge somebody to eat it absolutely yeah that's, and you that's can snap idea. a picture of it as well can you so you can snap a picture of your delicious spaghetti leftovers to, to remind people what's in there uh, absolutely uh, that's also included uh, the picture functionality the barcode functionality mm -hmm. always part of our household account package yeah brilliant and so and how much does it cost to to download and to use the app uh, well, uh, the, the app is uh, free if you use it in a standalone uh, uh, setup. Mm -hmm. So you live alone in your household uh, or you you are the person who will manage this fight, mm -hmm. the food yeah. waste fight in your yeah. home. You said you will be the person, you will be the champion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, we really don't think that... Uh, in long term, this is a successful approach. Sure. Uh, if you don't have other people to to join into managing your digital kitchen, mm -hmm. uh, you, you don't have a choice. You have to do it. It's free for you, like like a small compensation that you are <laughs> uh, taking on yourself. Yeah. The whole yeah. work, you know. <laughs> uh, if you uh, if you have other people that are uh, willing to join 
uh, or you can just convince them that it's uh, really going to work great. Sure. And they will see. They will see, of course, when they start using it. Yeah. Uh, then uh, you can subscribe uh, to our household account, uh, which comes uh, in monthly and yearly subscription plans. The mm -hmm. yearly subscription plan, of course, uh, is better value. Yeah. Uh, it's 18 pounds per year. Uh, and everything is included, the current features that are in the app and all future upgrades yeah. that we add. And we're going to add a lot of quite exciting features till the end of the year. For example, you'll be able to plan not just for grocery shopping, but for any shopping, you can build a shopping list for uh, your pharmacy if you go to pharmacy oh, wow. yeah if you go to hardware store garden store beauty store you can build uh, any sort of uh, you can plan for any shopping and also you'll be able to keep track of things in your home uh, mm -hmm. separated in uh, storage spaces so for wow. example a storage space is your uh, your fridge your pantry your a uh, wine cellar if you have yeah <laughs> Uh, your uh, your box with medicines. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how it is called, uh, a medicine cabinet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And actually, a lot of people are asking us for for those things. Uh, I'm quite surprised. I thought that uh, you know this is probably too much, too much. But everyone is asking for for those features. They are highly uh, demanded. Wow. So so actually, the app will. Uh, eventually be something that helps to combat all waste as well like you say that you know I think we're the kids medicine and things it gets stuck up there and you only need it when you really need it and so it can yeah, sit there yeah. and go out of date quite easily and then um so that last week helpful. last week we went through our medicine cabinet we <laughs> it was a full bag of expired medicine mm, yeah. I can, cannot think how much it was worth it really Last week it was at least two hundred pounds of wow. medicine. Yeah. Were thrown out. Yeah. Uh what we're going to release just a few two weeks from now is the ability for you to uh, get a recipe oh, based on the on the things that you have in your inventory. Oh, a no, really that very is genius. Yeah, we were thinking about it for almost a an year. <laughs> <laughs> and now it is the time for us to release this uh, feature. So you just select uh, the, the things that you have in your inventory and you say, get me a recipe and we're going to take you to your favorite uh, recipe website uh, and you get a recipe from them. We are not recipe specialists. Oh, okay. We're just sending you to, to a website that has really quality recipes, well-described, yeah. pictures, everything. And this is coming in two weeks' time. Yeah. Wow, that is genius because like, I'll have often been sort of stood there with the fridge door open or in front of the covers going, right, I've got pasta and I've got this and I've got that and what can I do to make something vaguely edible? So I, now I can just start ask the app to do it. Yeah, it's it's very convenient, really convenient. I mean, you, you can do it by typing in Google, of course. Yeah. Uh, but it's just going to take you like five minutes and we are going to help you do it in five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, if you're at work or something, and you're, oh, crap, what am I going to feed everyone tonight? Then you can just do it without even having to look at what's in the cupboards and things. Yeah. Perfect. That's amazing. So what kind of uptake have you had on the app and has it been popular? 
Well, uh, we started almost a year and a half ago, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, and in the beginning, uh, I have to admit, it was a terrible <laughs> beginning. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm not uh, kind of... I'm quite open about it. Uh, we thought that it was great, but it wasn't that oh. great. Uh, probably because the app is uh, has a lot of functionalities, really a lot of functionalities. Uh, there are millions of applications on the App Store, and most of them are very, very basic. Right. You get like two, three features, uh, and uh, it's not that difficult to create a, a user experience uh, around two or three features. Mm -hmm. But in our case, we had so many features in the app that we basically failed to to make them um, really uh, easy and um, user friendly. Mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah. Uh, so it took us a lot of time to understand which which of our designs are actually working, which of right. our designs are not working, to simplify, to automate as as much as possible, to hide the the complexity of the system from the user. Right. Uh, and of course, to add more features all the time, we are getting requests for new and new features, and uh, it's not an easy task to combine uh, what we already have with the new things in a way that the app still is really understandable, mm -hmm. intuitive. This is something that we are keen on uh, making it super intuitive that everyone will will get it in in five minutes time mm -hmm. at yeah. most. Yeah. Yeah. And what kind of impact have you found that people have been reporting it's had on their food waste? Have people sort of come to you and say that they're throwing away X amount less food or they're saving X amount of money? Has it been that quantifiable? Yes, it is, actually. We, we are tracking the progress of our users, uh, and I'm happy to say that uh, this year the progress is really noticeable. Uh, the users, the people that use it in uh, standalone uh, mode, uh, they usually get something like 50% reduction of their food waste in wow. the month, uh, which is quite drastic, really. Uh, more, much more effective than any other two that exists. Yeah. But for users of our household account, uh, we see over 70% uh, improvement in our reduction of food waste. And uh, it's not just the food waste, you know. Uh, when you have uh, this system of uh, doing uh, shopping planning, uh, you also you do less shopping trips. Yes. And your shopping trips are shorter, more focused, and more successful. Yes. So how much time can you save if you reduce your shopping trips by two or three a month, for yeah. example? Yeah. For me, a single shopping trip, even if I live in a city and there are uh, convenience stores and supermarkets all around, it takes me 30 minutes yeah. to get anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that has a knock-on impact on carbon and things as well, because especially if you're having to drive to the shops and drive home and that sort of thing. So... Wow, yeah, that's, it, there is, that. yeah, there is, there is, a, yeah. there is a huge impact. Just it is very difficult to combine all the all the impact into a single number. It's impossible to bring it into a single number. A lot of people are asking us, "Give me a single number. Yes, how, yeah. how much money I'm going to save?" I'm going, and I have to tell them, "Okay, tell me how. What is the distance between you and sure. the store? How much you pay for your yeah. for your gas, uh, for transport, for anything?" It's very difficult to to come up with a single number. 
but it sounds like the app more than pays for itself in in food and the you know money spent on food and time and petrol and all that sort of thing as well it will i think you'll save at least three times the cost of a yearly subscription mm. in the first month at wow. least wow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably if you live in states where a shopping trip is something like an hour and a half because there is no supermarket around you oh, okay. <laughs> it will be much more it will be much more actually now we have more users in states we started in uk and we launched the app in states uh, six months ago, and very quickly the U.S. Uh, users uh, become much more than the U.K. users. Oh, okay. So, yeah. is the app available in Europe as well? It is available in uh, Germany, Austria, uh, Denmark, uh, Netherlands, uh, Bulgaria, of course. Yeah. Spain, uh, and we are planning to launch it in Norway, Sweden, and. And Finland uh, in next two months. Uh, before launching an app in a particular country, uh, we we make uh, a vocalization of our product library. This is the library that helps you uh, enter products quickly into your shopping list or your inventory. And yeah. we want to translate this library into the language, into your uh, native language, yeah. so that it's easy for you. Yeah. Gosh, it's a big, it's a big. <laughs> It's a big job, it sounds like. <laughs> it is. It's a big job and we are a small team, yeah. a really small team. So and how about um, Australia and New Zealand? Any plans for down that? Uh, actually, it is available there. It is oh, available yeah. there. We just don't, um, don't promote it at all, really. It's just available. We don't have resources to promote uh, okay. right now. Yeah. So it's more like uh, word of mouth, you know, yeah. people who have used it they recommend it to other people this is how we get more and more users mm, yeah and just to pick up on that stat that you said that you're finding that people with the household account are saving on average 70 percent of their food waste if we yeah. go right back to the beginning of the episode when we talked about 50 percent of all food waste occurring in their home mm. if everybody could save 70 percent of that 50 percent that's a massive global impact that can be had it is. We, we did a quick calculation for a presentation, uh, and the calculation was that when we get to uh, 200,000 households, we will be able to reduce the food waste by 1 billion pounds per Maybe. year. Wow. <laughs> and it was shocking. I mean, when, when we came up with this number, we, we, were, we checked it twice mm. <laughs> to yeah. make sure that it is correct but it is correct actually this is how much of an impact we will make yeah wow and how close are you to that two hundred thousand at the moment uh not close really okay. not close first because uh we don't have resources to promote mm. uh, our application in a way that uh, other companies are doing it uh, probably you have heard about uh, all your footways yeah Sharing Revolution. Yeah. Uh, we're actually going to start a partnership with them. We are very close friends. Oh, brilliant. Olio, yeah. Uh, another application, Too Good To Go. Yes, yeah. It's also quite popular. We, again, we are close friends with them. And uh, that's really interesting because actually it's easy to see how those three apps could work really nicely together. But for people who haven't heard of them, Olio is a, a food waste app that... Um, 
allows you to share food that you're not going to eat or that's going approaching its sell by date and you're you're going on holiday and that sort of thing allows you to share it easily with your neighborhood and community doesn't it and then yes, to yes. go um makes it easy for restaurants and cafes and things to share any unused food at the end of the day so actually the, those those three apps could work really nicely together couldn't they absolutely we had uh, idea with all your founders i talked with them uh, about connecting Kozu to Olio because Kozu warns you two days in yeah, advance. Yeah, and then before... you can click it on Olio, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So we want to make it uh, a one-button action. When wow. you get a reminder from Olio that something is about to expire in two days, you, yeah. you will get a button, share it on Olio. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah. Brilliant. And are there any other plans afoot that we haven't touched on? It sounds like there's lots in the pipeline. Well, we uh, we are starting to think about uh, IoT devices. Okay, this is a bit technical. So, uh, <laughs> uh, connected devices. Right. We have a plans for introducing a new type of uh, box for your kitchen. A box that you can put rice, pasta, whatever you put uh, in uh, kitchen containers. Mm-hmm. But our box will be a bit smarter than the average plastic or glass container. Mm -hmm. It will be connected to the app. So when you put rice into this box, uh, immediately the application will know exactly how much rice you have in your inventory. It will be automatically updated. So this is mental. (laughs) So then, then the container will send you a reminder when it's getting empty. Exactly. You you see uh, immediately when the rice is used up and you don't have to think about checking on rice ever again. <laughs> that is something that I would just never in a million years have thought of. So, wow, that's amazing. What have you got uh, at the moment? Is that just a, an idea or? A- no, no. We, we already have a technical design. We have um, a company that is going to make the hardware uh, because we are we are not hardware guys, software mm-hmm. guys. They're going to make the hardware. We're going to connect the device to our system, uh, and hopefully this device will be available uh, at the end of next year in UK. Wow! My goodness me! Wow! So where can we download the app if we want to have a play around with it? All right. So it's good news and bad news. <laughs> The good news is that the app is uh, on the App Store. Uh-huh. Uh, and the bad news is that the app is not uh, in Google Play. So oh. we don't have Android version of the app. Okay. Are there plans for an Android version? Absolutely. And there are plans. Uh, we already have some of the Android version ready. Some mm-hmm. of it is ready. Uh, and hopefully it will be available in spring. Oh, brilliant. 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, for now, if you if you have a person in your household with Android phone, yeah. uh, you can send the shopping list to this person uh, oh, directly okay. from Kozu with yeah. SMS or email or any messaging app, basically WhatsApp uh, works, uh, Viber works, uh, oh, okay. any messaging app that you have. So the person with the iPhone device can just click and send, choose to send yeah. that shopping list to somebody with an Android device. Yes, he can. Because uh, it runs on all iPhone devices and on iPads. Oh, okay. 
Brilliant. Um, and if we want to find out more about you in general, I know you've got a brilliant FAQ section on your website and things. Where can we come and find you? Uh, well, the website, uh, oh. app, and our Facebook page. Uh, we are really posting a lot of uh, interesting content on our Facebook page. Uh, our book uh, contains... Uh, a lot of great articles and that actually explain our approach uh, towards uh, household food management. Yeah. Uh, as I said, our application is not just technology, it's the set of successful practices. And mm. our, in our book, we explain all those practices, how we see the, the things that lead to food waste. We call them the food waste traps. Oh, okay. Can and you share some of those with us? What are the common food waste traps? Well, one of the most common food waste traps is that we, when we go to the supermarket, we tend to forget what we have at home. <laughs> oh, God, I do that all the time. And then I get home and I'm like... Oh, we start looking at promotions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we start looking at promotions and yes, we start yeah. buying more than we actually need. And it's not an issue if you're buying something that uh, doesn't expire, mm -hmm. you know. But if you start buying uh, meat, fish, uh, yeah. veg veggies, etc., those kind of things, uh, uh, and you already have something in your home or you're just buying too much because they're on promotion, yeah. uh, at the end, you'll throw some of it. So it's really not worth uh, saving 10% uh, of the price and then throwing away 30% yeah. of the buy. Yeah, because as you say, even if you stick it in the freezer and then you go to the freezer two years later and unearth this kind of ice-encrusted thing that you don't even remember buying. Absolutely. My freezer is always full and <laughs> I really don't know what we have. I mean, I know because it is now in my digital pantry, digital yeah. freezer. <laughs> but uh, we, do, we did this um, uh, kind of question exercise with people. We, we did this quiz do you know what you have in your freezer? <laughs> yeah. You know, and the, the answers were like 80%. Um, I think I know, but uh, it's only the top drawer. Yeah. The rest of them <laughs> are a complete mystery. Yeah. <laughs> I know where the ice lollies are for the kids when it's hot, but other than yeah, that. The, yeah. the top drawer, the most accessible one, the next two, they're mystery. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Fabulous. Oh, thank you so much for sharing this with us. And I'm just blown away by the potential it has for, for that impact to really start, as you say, those those numbers, once you get to 200,000, to really start seeing that global impact that it can be having on food waste. And, and I think it's really empowering to think that as individuals, this is an impact that we can have. And I know I've said that before, but I think when we're talking about the climate crisis and all these kinds of things, it can sometimes feel like there's very little that we as individuals can do, but this is a really big area we can really work on. Uh, I think that it's, it, it now is time. There is no uh, postponing this action. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there is a, a huge political will, actually. There is a goal set by uh, United Nations uh, and this goal is that we should reduce the food waste by 50% uh, in uh, 11 years, actually. Wow. And everybody can easily do that just with the free version of the app. That's what you're saying is that most people with the free version of the app have reduced it by, by 50%. So if we can just get everybody... <laughs> 
on Gaza and, and reducing their food waste by 50% will have done the UN's job for them. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, of course, there is, uh, you have to invest some time in it, yeah. but the return on investment is really worth it. <laughs> I yeah. promise you that. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, thank you so much for your time and for sharing this with us and for you very kindly let me have a trial of the app that I've been playing around with and trying my best not to break. <laughs> um, so perfect. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking to you, Jen. You've been listening to Sustainable-ish, you wonderful sack of loveliness, with me, Jen Gale. Hopefully we've fired some neurons and we've got the old grey matter thinking about what changes you can make in your life this week to live that little bit more sustainably. Do let me know what that is. I love to hear about the changes that people are making, big or small, every single one counts. If you've enjoyed the show, and I hope you have, do hop over to iTunes to leave a comment or a review and then the bots at iTunes will cotton on to just how awesome it is and it will show up in more people's feeds. Or at least I think that's how it works. Thanks so much for listening. I will catch you next time. Bye.